Global business news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. I'm Doug Christner in New York, 47 past the hour. Let's get you caught up on what happened today in the equity market. A lot of the defensive stock groups like telecoms, utilities, they were higher. That helped to send the S&P 500 up a bit, less than one-tenth of one percent, though. And um, on the other hand, we had a lot of weakness in computer-related stocks. And as a result of that, uh, the NASDAQ composite was down three-tenths of one percent. Where the Dow is concerned, a gain of uh, one-tenth of one percent. Apple is going to be leasing a small fleet of cars from Hertz for its self-driving technology. That news had Hertz shares up 13% on the day. Berkshire Hathaway has taken a near 10% stake in the Real Estate Investment Trust Store Capital Group. Store was up 11% on the day. And a rally in Rite Aid. Uh, the stock was up 30%. This was after the M&A news outlet CTFN speculated it's more likely than not that the Federal Trade Commission is going to go ahead and approve Rite Aid's merger with Walgreens. Uh, the day's economic news a bit on the weak side. Disappointing factory orders numbers. So Treasury prices up, yields down. The U.S. 10-year last quoted in New York at 2.13%. Gold coming off a, a interesting day in New York. We had a fat finger trade, big volume, about 1.3 million uh, contracts trading. A spot price last quoted in New York at 1244.11. WTI crude 43.46, up about 1% in New York. You're caught up on markets on Bloomberg Radio. This is your Bloomberg Real Estate Report. I'm Denise Pellegrini. Don't count retail real estate out, even if individual retailers are struggling. No doubt I would agree that there is a lot of value locked up in the underlying bricks and mortar, especially the locations that they have. Corrado Russo is portfolio manager at Timber Creek Asset Management. Whoever's buying that real estate has to be able to move it to an alternative use, whether it's bringing in new tenants or, frankly, whether it's repurposing that space into whether it be condos, high-rises, office buildings, multi, multi-family residential apartment buildings. There is a lot of value in the land, but only if you can turn it into its highest and best use. Rousseau also says rising interest rates won't hurt the outlook for real estate investment trusts as long as there's economic growth. That growth in GDP in the economy and reduced unemployment creates demand for office space. And that's your Bloomberg Real Estate Report. I'm Denise Pellegrini. You're listening to Bloomberg Markets with Carol Masser and Corey Johnson on Bloomberg Radio. Our most read stories on the Bloomberg in the past eight hours and in the past 60 minutes has to do with real estate and Warren Buffett's Berkshire Hathaway taking a 9.8% stake in Store Capital. Let's talk about that with Chris Volk. He's back with us. He's the chief executive officer of Store Capital, and we find him on the phone in Scottsdale, Arizona. Uh, Chris, nice to have you back on Bloomberg Radio. It's nice to be on your show. Thank you. Hey, you know, this was interesting. You know, Warren Buffett's been out there busy doing some deals, kind of staying within this space. First of all, tell me how this investment came about. Excuse me. Well, the investment came about. Bless you. Um, <laughs> oh, oh, well, I'm coming off the back end of a cold. The investment came off uh, 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 as a result of a discussion we started to have in 2014, and uh, Berkshire Hathaway became familiar with our company. And, uh, over the years, they've literally uh, listened to every conference call and uh, uh, seen every quarterly report, uh, read every uh, press release, and um, 
I've seen every investor presentation, and they they know about our leadership team. We've been running not just this company, but other very successful public companies prior to this point in time uh, over the last 30 years. And uh, and so when our stock became attractively priced in their eyes, they uh, came in and, and uh, proposed uh, an investment that was about 10 days ago. It was last a uh, week ago Thursday. All right. Say, but you say it goes back to 2014. How how Aggressive isn't the right word. How involved were they? Were they calling you up? Uh, was management uh, at Berkshire Hathaway, were the investment team folks coming to see you? How involved were they? Um, they were not involved that much. We talked from time to time, but they um, were uh, very good students of what we're doing. And mm. if you go to our website, of course, there's a lot of information on, on the website. Uh, over the years, we've published a lot of research. Um, uh, in addition to that, and uh, uh, and I think, you know, a team like Berkshire Hathaway is fundamentally a value-oriented investor. So uh, uh, they're looking at investing in companies where they can buy them at not much above their asset value with really strong platforms and good returns. Um, and um, and that's where I believe we find ourselves. I mean, uh, the uh, trading price had dropped because uh, – uh, there, there was a fear that we were we had a lot of retail exposure, which we actually don't. We have right. we're predominantly focused on the service sector and, and some manufacturing assets, um, and about 18% of our assets are retail, so we don't have much of that. And there was a fear about interest rate exposure, and we really don't have much interest rate exposure. But uh, nonetheless, you know, in, in a marketplace that works very much times on, on momentum and on sentiment. Uh, our stock was impacted, and for uh, someone who's focused on value and leadership and management teams, uh, which are the things at the end of the day that, that really deliver over the long term, uh, it was it was a buying opportunity, and, and they wanted to buy some shares, and we're, we're very glad to have them as a shareholder. Chris, I have to say, I think we're always fascinated, you know, when Warren Buffett and Berkshire Hathaway, when their team makes a move, and, and what is it that interests the company, and, and we become really interested in kind of more so what you guys are doing, and I am curious, though, if Officially, was it 10 days ago that Berkshire started talking to you officially, or was it before that? Um, give us a little bit of a, a time frame. Um, literally, it was, uh, I got a call um, uh, a week ago Thursday. And, um, you know, prior to that, uh, it would have been uh, some months uh, before I, you know, since I talked to them, I think, or uh, some period of time. And is it Warren Buffett that, that picks up the phone and talks to you? Is it Todd Combs? Is it Ted Wexler? Uh, who is it that does it? Um, in this case, it was Ted Wexler, um, and, uh, and Ted has uh, come to know us pretty intimately. Um, uh, initially, my, my discussions were with uh, uh, Warren Buffett himself, but then uh, later on they were with Ted, and, and Ted's been uh, talking to us from time to time uh, over the last three years. What can you tell us about your business going forward for our investors? Well, I... Uh, <clears throat> The, the business going forward is to uh, uh, buy real estate that's leased to uh, service manufacturing and a handful of retail companies uh, around the country to generate sales and profits. We focus on profit centers. And right. um, in some respects, we're uh, like a non-bank financial services company. So we on our left side of our balance sheet, you see a lot of real estate. So people think we're in the real estate business, and we own a lot of real estate. But really, we're in the business of creating contracts and uh, we're creating net lease contracts that are predominantly investment grade and quality. And uh, today we have 1,750 properties in 48 states, um, leased to about 350 uh, high quality tenants. 
uh, and uh, we will be growing that base because there's a huge need for the services we provide uh, in terms of the jobs we can help people create and the shareholder value we can create for our, our customers. Where's the demand coming for, Chris? Because as you mentioned, you're not, you don't have as much retail exposure, which was what some people were, were worried about. The re- and the restaurant space, I know, can, has had its problems too, but I'm just curious where the demand is coming from. So the demand uh, comes from uh, just a, an assortment of businesses from uh, fitness centers to early childhood education to veterinary clinics to pet boarding centers um, uh, to uh, urgent care clinics. Uh, um, uh, we've done blood plasma centers. Um, uh, we own a, a ski mountain in, in Colorado, Purgatory uh, uh, Ski Resort. So, um, so just across mm. the board, we have a huge diversified pool of assets. And, of course, we have some retail, and the retail assets uh, are all freestanding assets. They tend to, to uh, be focused on things that are much more Internet resistant, such as uh, furniture and uh, hobby stores and, and uh, uh, merchandise like that that's, that's very hard to get. We, we have no uh, drug stores. We have no convenience stores. We have no uh, uh, apparel stores. Chris, we got to run, uh, but interesting to hear from you again and uh, and hear about this latest investment from Berkshire Hathaway. Chris Volk, he's Chief Executive Officer at Store Capital, joining us on the phone from Scottsdale, Arizona. You are listening to Bloomberg Markets right here on Bloomberg Radio.